0: it's your network that determines your net worth yes absolutely i agree i get it however i reverse that and what i preach is it's your net worth and by net worth i mean self worth that determines your network what do you have to serve and help others what value do you bring to the table that's going to want these high profile individuals high performers want to spend time with you Hi, this is Amy Maggiore, best-selling author of Networking with a Purpose. And if you want to learn how to use your free time to build a lifestyle by design, then you should be listening to the Free Time Podcast with my friend, Carl Sona.
1: Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement. Built around real people, sharing real stories, focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona.
2: Now, before we begin today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Free Time Podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I want to thank you for being here and also if you are new, I want to let you know that you're in for a very, very special treat today because I'm joined by the very lovely Amy Majuri. Amy is the best-selling author of Networking with a Purpose, How I Built My Power Team, Raised $16 million and got on HGTV. What's also so incredible about Amy is that she didn't just wake up one day and step into all of these incredible accolades. No, she actually started at a corporate job and took her knack of binge watching home renovation shows in her free time to her very own thriving real estate company that has now closed over $40 million in transactions. And ladies and gentlemen, she didn't do it by magic. She did it by networking with a purpose. Amy, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, thanks for having me. Super excited to be with you all here today. So yeah, I'm excited to just chat and catch up and um, whatever I can do to help, I'm here.
2: Absolutely. So, you and I got connected at a conference, Travis Chapel's live event last November. And Mm -hmm. I remember it was actually the night before, I think, your talk, and we ran into each other at the little cafeteria line, I guess you could say, for dinner. And I just remember talking to you, not really knowing who you were initially, but hey, you know, it was a networking event. So, you were friendly, I was friendly, and you were just so cool. And coming to find out you were one of the speakers. And then the very next day, I got to see you just completely crush it on stage. It was definitely hands down one of my favorite talks because your content around networking was so actionable and practical. And that's really what we're going to kind of get into today. You know, some of the networking takeaways that people can really leverage to help themselves out in life. But before we get there, Amy, you started off in corporate America. And a lot of people that listen to this show are young professionals working a corporate job. So if you don't mind, give us a little bit of context Around what life was like and when you knew that there was something more for you.
0: Sure. Well, again, I appreciate the kind words in the intro. So thank you for that. And I'm definitely appreciative of the fact that we have crossed paths and I look forward to just working with you down the road. So, yeah, regarding my background, as you said, it's very traditional. You know, I was raised to grow up, go to school, get good grades, go to college, and then get a job to work at until I basically retired. That job for me ended up being Dell Computers out in Austin, Texas, and I never really knew what I wanted to do. You know, it was 35 until things finally started to fall in place for me regarding my path to entrepreneurship, and I'm just working at Dell, and I had no more drive or ambition to climb the corporate ladder. I was, you know, just swimming amongst thousands and thousands and thousands of employees, and they were very good to me, but it just wasn't going anywhere. That was not my passion. You know, I often joke about how I could care less about waking up tomorrow to make sure Amazon got their replacement hard drive next business day. Like that's <laughs> not what excited me to go to work in the morning. So, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier. Yes, I was addicted to HGTV, but what's crazy is I was never a leader at Dell. I was never a manager of people. I was always an individual contributor. So I never thought like an entrepreneur. So for me, basically, I was like, look, I know I want to flip houses. That was the first business I started. I don't know how to do it. so I'm going to invest in a coach and mentor. And that's how I started. And that was eight years ago. So what's crazy is, sure, I could have read 15 books and tried to figure it out myself and made thousands of mistakes and you know, saved money instead of investing in coaching. But I don't have time for that. The minute I knew that this is something I wanted to do, I wanted to see results. So I invested in a coach and a mentor. And what's crazy is while working a full-time job in corporate America, simply through my coaching and mentorship program, I was able to buy, renovate, and sell 10 properties in downtown Chicago while working a full-time job. Wow, That's crazy. Holy
1: crap. Yeah. I mean, that's wild.
0: And it was never my goal. My goal was just to flip a couple of homes a year just as a hobby. So that's kind of how I was introduced to entrepreneurship. And then from there, I just suddenly realized um, I had a natural skill set for networking and developing relationships. And I believe, you know, a big piece of why I was so successful in real estate. And yes, I've had plenty, plenty of failures as well. Hmm. But I was just very good at building a team. And so, you know, it's really my team that was behind my success. And the foundation of that was just networking and knowing how to talk to people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I invest passively in real estate, so I can certainly appreciate that it is a team sport, but if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about your first, I guess, come to Jesus realization that the way you're going to crush it in business, the way you're going to grow so quickly was going to be through networking. Like what was that, what was that initial you know, moment like for you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So during my transition out of corporate America into entrepreneurship, into an industry I knew nothing about, by the way, I had zero experience in real estate. You know, I quickly Mm -hmm. realized that building my team of experts was one of the first things I needed to do. I didn't know what I was doing. And so as I got out there and started to, you know, network what we all think of as, you know, traditional networking, I quickly realized that there was a lack of modern day networking so i 'm out there talking to people, and I naturally like i don 't hand out business cards i don 't have scripts i 'm not out there to try to just gain information for myself, and when I get out there and chat to people it 's not one sided so as I started to network, I realized that wow, most people I encountered did not know how to network, they were constantly worried about what 's in it for them and you know is there anything you know monetary in it for them? Are they going to be able to double their business? You know, I had probably hundreds of business cards, which honestly went right into the trash and <laughs> so, as I started to build my team, I actually started to coach and mentor other students in the industry, and they just started asking me for networking advice. you know I had no idea how many people out there are introverts or how many people haven't been able to make that mindset shift to think about, hey, when you're at a conference or at a traditional networking event, and yes, you're trying to get something for yourself, you still don't want to take that approach. You want to get out there. You want to think about how you can best serve others. Is there even a good fit? Like, I don't care who you're networking with. If you don't like the person you're talking to, then that's not somebody you need to develop a relationship with, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter how much they can help you. So it's just thinking about can you provide other people with value, you know, thinking about how you can best serve them as opposed to thinking about, you know, building a list to buy and sell something or trying to figure out what's in it for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I feel like as you describe that, that makes all the sense in the world. But sometimes it's kind of like counterintuitive to individuals in business because a lot of people in business are out to you know, make some sort of a capital gain. It's like you're hunting, you know, that's the mindset sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's a little counterintuitive. I'm I'm curious, I'm curious what piece of advice you would offer to your mentoring students around how to put the other person first and put their interests behind, because that really is the balancing act and I think the art behind networking.
0: I agree. And you know, a quote that I often share is people are not your greatest asset. The right people are your greatest asset. You know, and it goes Mm -hmm. back to, even if you think about the book, um, Jim Collins from Good to Great, if any of you have read that, you know, it's don't worry about, oh, I gotta go hire a project manager and just hire someone to check mark the box and consider it done. You really want to think about, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs out there, you're building the foundation of your business. You're building the longevity of your business. You want to build a community and a culture of individuals that you genuinely enjoy spending time with. So think about, is this a good fit culturally? Are our personalities jiving? Yeah, of course. Do they have the credentials to back it up? But if you're not enjoying your time chatting with somebody, then move on to the next person. It's, and always think about know, like, and trust. The first thing you want to do is get to know your audience. You want them to like you and vice versa. And the minute you've established trust, then the two of you will figure out how to create a win-win situation.
2: Right, right. I love that. You mentioned earlier that like during your corporate life at Dell, you were never really a manager of people. You were more kind of like this sort of solopreneur flying under the radar. Was it difficult for you transitioning into entrepreneurship and then deciding to take on people under your wing to mentor Like, I know that one of the things that I struggle with sometimes as I'm, you know, obviously leveling myself up is this idea of imposter syndrome and do I really have it all figured out to actually feed and teach other people to bring them along? What was that like for you? I don't know if that's something that you struggle with at all.
0: You know, that's a great question. Um, And it's not something I struggled with only because one of the things I often preach, which I also practice, is know your role. And what I mean by that is, who are you and what are you doing? Yeah, sure, you can call it an elevator pitch, but it's much more than that. So know your role. What are you doing? What's your purpose? Once you're confident in who you are and what you're doing and what your purpose is, like who you're serving, what you're serving, then you're not going to have a problem to get out there And network and build relationships and pursue your passion. But at the same time, what I tell people is it's not about just having faith. I don't care if you have faith. Just because you have faith, it doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. Having faith is great, okay? But you still have to surround yourself with like minded people. Be very, very selective with the people you choose to bring onto your team. So when I was building my real estate business, for example, I quickly had to make a mindset shift and remind myself. For example, I'm not picking on any realtors out there, but you know, when Mm -hmm. I get out there and I talk to a realtor, for example, I have to remind myself, they're not doing me a favor by sending me comps. I'm doing them a favor by providing them with the opportunity to work with me. My company is poised for aggressive growth. My company is going to be serving them well by completing millions of dollars in transactions. So a lot of it is confidence but your confidence comes through your education and knowing your purpose and understanding why you're doing what you're doing. I mean, it can even go back to your why. What's your why? If you're an entrepreneur out there and you don't have a why, then you might want to go back to step one and figure that out.
2: Yeah. 100%. 100%. You know, I think everything that you're saying is definitely a no brainer around networking. And I think that a lot of people hear this information and, you know, you look at their body language and it's doing this, it's going, you know, they're shaking their head up and down. Yet, I'm so fascinated by the fact that when we're put in the life setting and you're in a room full of potential clients or potential investors or whatever the case may be, you know, folks can tense up and mm-hmm. all of that practical knowledge goes out the door. Sure. You know, and I think it comes down to the fact that not everybody's built like you, Amy. Like It's very clear that your superpower is your gift of just being good with people. Paint us a picture of what effective networking looks like for people that feel like it doesn't come natural to them.
0: Yeah. You know, so thank you again. And look, yes, networking happens to come natural for me. I was born in this huge, crazy family. I had to learn to network and manage multiple personalities at a very young age. However, I have plenty, plenty of weaknesses. So again, this just happens to be a natural strength of mine. So here's what I'm going to do. And is there something that came to mind? For anyone who's listening, if you're an introvert or you're interested and you know, learning more about getting creative and thinking outside the box when it comes to networking, feel free to go to my website. Carl, maybe you can share it, you know, later. It's just amymajore.com. If you go to my networking tab, there's not an opt-in page. I'm not trying to collect any information. It's got a tab under, no, it's got a tab under my book that says networking tools. It's going to ask you for a password. If you guys put in the password, networking with Amy, you can download my five networking strategies and systems for free. And for those of you who are introverts, one of my five tools is a general list of questions that you can memorize before you go to any networking event, just to help get your foot in the door. And you're gonna see that a lot of them have nothing to even do with your industry or the event in general. It's just getting to know the other person. Hey, what brings you here today? How's it going? How can I help? How long have you been doing what you're doing? Got any family vacations planned? Like, so for those who are intimidated, and I used to be back in the day at Dell, you know, it's easier said than done, but we're just being a normal person. We're all people, no one's better than the other person. We're all on the same playing field. So if you try to remember that and block out the fact that you're at a business networking event, for example, it will be easier. But for those of you who are introverts and would like a script or a questionnaire, I've got that for you on my website. You can download it for free.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for that, Amy. We'll definitely have that tagged in the show notes below. You know, you're definitely very skilled with sort of reinventing yourself. Um, I I was super excited as I was even preparing for this interview, just learning about all the different things that you've done in your career. And I want to actually pivot real quick. You made it on HDTV, right? Like you went from just being a consumer to actually landing on one of the shows in just a handful of years. I actually secretly have a little desire to land my own TV show one day, can you talk to me about how you actually did it? I and mean, I'm just kind of curious to hear this story.
0: Yeah. So this is what's crazy, you guys. And this goes back to the purpose of developing relationships and networking with all sorts of people, but also sharing your goals. So sharing your goals, word of mouth and accountability goes a very long way. So just a quick story on how this happened is I was in the middle of interviewing a virtual assistant and it was funny because she was this really sharp 21-year-old girl who Asked me during my interview with her what my short and long term goals were. And it was funny because internally I was like, What? Like, I'm interviewing you. Like, what do you mean? But I appreciated it because this girl was serious, right? She wanted to make sure it was a good fit for her as well. And so I told her, and I'd never told anyone, I said, You know, one of my goals, just like you shared right now, Carl, is to get my own TV show. And she goes, Oh, well, I was actually specific. I said on HGTV, She goes, Oh, well, my mom knows the producer. At HGTV for one of their top shows, would you like an introduction? And I said no, thank you, because the Mm -hmm. show she was referring to was House Hunters. And House Hunters, they really work with traditional homebuyers, they don't work with investors. So I was like, no, thank you, but thanks anyways. So a few days later, I was like, oh my God, Amy, what are you doing? Call this girl back and tell her you would like an introduction. So I did. And then the rest was history. I was introduced to this lady, Laura. And we've been amazing friends. She's like an older sister to me ever since. But because we were just so candid and raw and real and nothing was scripted and she could see my genuine interest in helping others, it just worked. You know, She loved the Chicago market. I was interested in showcasing properties, but I was also house hunting for myself. And then that had a snowball effect onto a four-part series on that show. But it never would have happened had I not shared my goals with an extended member of my team. And this individual that I hired ended up being basically one of my part-time project managers over the course of two to three years. You know, so talk to people, tell them who you are and what you're doing. You never know who they know.
2: I know, I love that. I'm a big fan of speaking out into the universe, what it is you hope to create. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It definitely helps hold you accountable, right? Instead of just bottling it in but also you never really know who you're talking to. And it amazes me how small this universe is. I mean, I just feel like we're all somehow interconnected and you never know who you're speaking to and and, and who receives that information and who can actually take it and run with it and actually make something work for you. So I love that, Amy. Obviously, we're in challenging times right now with the virus. Um, I'm optimistic that this will create some really unique opportunities for people, especially for small entrepreneurs or people thinking about entrepreneurship that really want to, make a splash in the pool. Networking is super critical to entrepreneurship. We've definitely established that, but how do you think this situation with the virus, you know, shifts how we traditionally network? I mean, I think one of my biggest concerns, Amy, is human beings no longer wanting to socialize with individuals. I mean, I don't know about you, but here in Denver, people are really sketched out and, you know, are acting kind of weird towards one another. So how do you see the situation right now Changing networking and where is the ball going with networking? What should people be thinking about?
0: That's so crazy Yeah, I'm I'm glad you asked that question because I've had multiple students over the last several weeks calling me filled with fear saying What do I do? I can't go do this or that or I can't build my team or I can't submit an offer because everything shut down I'm like, what do you mean? So here's where I teach people to get creative and think outside the box. Now more than ever is an amazing time for people to start networking. Go on to LinkedIn, connect with people. Now there's a way you want to approach people on LinkedIn. That's a whole other conversation that you can connect with people on LinkedIn. You can connect with people on meetup, even though meetups may not be happening. You can connect with them, become part of the group, start conversations, start discussions, start your own meetup, make it virtual. If you connect with someone on LinkedIn, it's so funny because my students will say, okay, great, I connect with someone, but how am I supposed to You know, meet with them. And my response is, What do you mean? Like, schedule a Zoom meeting, FaceTime them. It doesn't matter, just like you and I are chatting right now. And sure, it's different than going to a bar, grabbing coffee, or sitting down for lunch, but you still get the same end result. You get to know the person one on one in a more intimate setting, and you still get to put a face to a name and figure out if your personalities mesh, and then, you know, take it from there and set a date for later in the future to go grab coffee.
2: Yeah, I love it. And I think that. You know, I'm all about making lemonade out of lemons. I mean, this situation that we're all in, what's unique about it is that it affects all of us. And so I feel like you can almost even use that as a scapegoat to like reach out to people. Totally. You know, like like, like we're, all in this, we're all in this boat together and there's a way to empathize that then opens up the conversation to see what can become of a future relationship. So yeah, yeah. for people sitting on the sidelines, like get the hell off your hands and like get to work, like hit the keyboard. You know, there, there's still a whole digital world out there. Right?
0: right. And if you're going to reach out to random people on LinkedIn, just be a normal person. Do not come off all salesy and scripted. You don't need it. Hey, Carl, yeah. I came across your profile. I thought I'd reach out due to common connections or an entrepreneurial mindset. Do you have 10 minutes? That's it. Be specific with your time. Do you have 10 minutes for an exploratory discussion on how we yeah. may be able to help each other out? That's it.
2: Yeah. I love it. Amy, I'm curious. Speaking about that, have you personally explored at all with Shooting people video on LinkedIn. I don't even know if that's a feature on LinkedIn, but like shooting them a video and using that as part of like your direct message call strategy.
0: I have not. That's a great okay. idea. And isn't that curious. something that you do or you do something similar along those lines?
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I so i'm i'm the I'm the guy that loves face to face connection. you know what I mean? like I just I love being in front of people. It's how I feel like I can actually let my true self shine. And I'm not really good with the keyboard, with the text and all that. And so that's why I've leveraged that. But I was just curious. I mean, you're obviously way more professional at it than I am. So I was just curious if you saw any sort of results or success with that.
0: I've never tried it, but I love the idea. And it's really, I mean, that's something that you've actually taught me that I need to start implementing. I told you earlier, I'm a huge procrastinator. So I think it's a great idea. And um, I will actually, I'll start to implement it and I'll let you know how that goes.
2: Yeah. Well, we're coming up on time, but I do want to pivot real quick to talk mindset. You know, I think a lot of successful people like yourself out there that I look up to always say how so much of success is more the mindset and less of the mechanics or whatever it is that you're doing. Can you talk to me about your relationship with time, specifically as it relates to leveraging it to create a life of fulfillment, right? I mean, you've you've clearly gone from the corporate grind to being able to be wherever you want, work wherever you want, travel wherever you want. Talk about you know how you actually created that lifestyle and where the time component comes into play.
0: So you actually don't know this about me. And this question always gets me very emotional. So I'm going to try my best not to shed any tears. So It's okay if
2: you do, Amy. It's okay if you do, by the
0: I know, way. I know. I know. I'm very, I do. I, I'm very sensitive and I cry very often but um you know your topic podcast was very interesting to me because earlier when i talked about you know knowing your role and what's your why my why is time and that comes from a very traumatic personal experience that happened back in october of 2013 basically what happened was my uncle who was like a father to me passed away prematurely from cancer and i had never seen anybody with cancer and what that disease is capable of doing to your body just to watch his transformation was just unbelievable and so there are so many things I talked about doing in my life and when he passed away I finally decided to snap out of it And my why became time and time is everything, you know, that could have been me, you know, with that disease. I could have that disease now. You never know what the future has in store for us. So that's actually when I decided to take action and invest in coaching and turn my life around and pursue entrepreneurship. So, um, you know, even though earlier I joked with you, which really isn't a joke, even though my why is time and time is everything, I still feel like I waste so much time. And You know, people look at me and they're like, oh, you're so successful and, you know, great. And thank you. And sure. And again, I've had plenty of failures as well. But I still look at there's so much more I could be doing. So I've taken advantage, you know, of this downtime, not being able to fly and travel and speak. And you know, instead of poo-pooing on it, I I decided to launch another business. And so it's just given me the flexibility to use my creative skill set, leverage from the network I've already established, and you know, come up with another business idea instead of just sitting here upset that I can't get on a plane and go speak yeah. at another event. And, you know, yeah. there's still so much more that, you know, you could say that I could or should be doing. But right now, as you know, my daughter's eight months old and I'm a new mom and, you know, being a mom is my number one priority and I love it and it's amazing. So as long as I can still continue, you know, to pursue my passion and entrepreneurship and do whatever I can to help educate and inspire others, then that's good enough for me.
2: Yeah, I love it, Amy. Thank you for opening up there a little bit. I mean, I think at the end of the day, all we have is today and you definitely touched on that and... I'm obviously sad to hear what happened to your uncle, but it sounds like it served you because it sort of woke you up and look at all the incredible things that you will create now since then. So thank you so much. Speaking of the new business, I know that you're actually getting ready to launch your first ever course where you're going to be helping entrepreneurs learn how to raise capital for their business. Talk to us a little bit about that and when that'll be available and where people can find that.
0: Yeah, thank you for asking. I'm super pumped, very excited. So again, something I've been dragging my feet on and I took advantage of it during this downtime is raising capital just happens to be a natural strength of mine. And the way I was able to raise millions and millions of dollars was through strategic networking. And again, knowing how to cultivate those relationships. And so I decided to launch my first ever online course and although I feel like it's going to be amazing and it's going to serve others very well, sure, I'm nervous and what are people going to think and are they going to judge and criticize it, but it launches uh, July 10th. I have not started marketing it yet and it's going to be a six-week program where I target not just real estate investors, I target all entrepreneurs across all industries mostly small or startup entrepreneurs. And I teach them exactly the step-by-step system to follow, to get out there network, build relationships and raise capital for their business. No matter how small or large, they can follow my system. I give them scripts and tools and guidance to ensure that they're successful. Of course, they got to do their part, be disciplined enough to implement. But if they implement, they should see
2: results. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You guys definitely need to check that out if you fit into that target market of um, you know being a smaller to startup size entrepreneur type business. Amy definitely knows her stuff when it comes to this space. And another thing that I would encourage you guys to check out is her book. It's on Amazon. I actually just purchased it a couple of days ago. Hopefully it'll be here in a few days. You can't obviously build a business without learning how to connect with people in a real genuine way. So definitely go cop that book if you're at all curious about some of the awesome advice she has around networking. Amy, I just want to acknowledge you again real quick for just keeping it real. I mean, I think it's so easy to look at somebody like yourself from the outside and to think that the person always has it figured out or to think that the person somehow was just born that way. But in talking to you and even on you know this recording today, you've opened up several times about not having it figured out and not being the best with time. And yet here you are still crushing it in life. And so I think that gives people a lot of hope to say, wow, okay, like, she can do it. Maybe I can too. Maybe I should get my head out of my ass and and start getting some work done. So thank you so much, Amy. We're going to transition to our random round real quick, just kind of five fun, quick questions to have a little bit of fun with you, and then we'll wrap it up. Sound good?
0: Sounds good.
2: Awesome. So the first question I have is, what is one dream that you have that hasn't yet come to fruition?
0: That's a great question. I was just thinking about this the other day. It's actually to live in Italy. That's, I've always wanted to live in it. Yeah. I've always wanted to live in Italy. I've been there. I'm very blessed to travel the world, but I would like to live in Italy for an extended period of time. And, you know, Hey, maybe as this world becomes more virtual, that may happen sooner than I think.
2: Awesome. I ask this of every guest. So imagine potential was like a physical destination you could travel to. Okay. What would be more enjoyable for you, Amy? Would it be the drive or the journey there or would it be just arriving?
0: No, it would definitely be the drive and the journey because (laughs) I'm sure it would have its ups and downs, some of it would be disastrous, uh, laugh, fight, cry. But again, that's all a part of what makes it fun, right? And helps us grow and learn. And it's those life experiences that I would prefer as opposed to just snapping my fingers and being there.
2: Absolutely. What's your favorite networking strategy?
0: Oh, man. Um, You know what? I think mine is uh, targeting people of influence. So one of the strategies I teach is, hey, don't just focus on the people who can directly help you, but who are the people who can indirectly help you? Who are the people of influence? And once you get out there and develop relationships and educate those people of influence on who you are and what you're doing, now you suddenly got another person on your team acting as your eyes and ears, spreading the word of your mission to others.
2: Love it. What's one empowering quote you'd love to leave with the audience today? It could be something that you say or something that you just love.
0: You know, there's a very common quote that people will say all the time, and I'm sure you guys have heard of it, where it's your network that determines your net worth. So basically, right, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I get it. However, I reverse that. And what I preach is it's your net worth. And by net worth, I mean self-worth that determines your network. What do you have to serve and help others? What value do you bring to the table that's going to want these high-profile individuals, high performers, want to spend time with you? So it's your net worth that determines your network.
2: Mm, I love it. And last but not least, you know, all beautiful things that we all aspire towards start off as little ideas, little thoughts in our heads. So I'm really big on visualization personally. And I'd like to know, you know, in the next six to nine months where you see yourself, it could be personally, professionally, whatever, but what, what, what are you visualizing for yourself right now?
0: You know, a lot of what I do right now is I don't really um, advertise my real estate business anymore. I still do that. I don't market it. A lot of what I do right now is public speaking and keynotes. And actually as much as I love that I'm super pumped about this online course and I do see myself transitioning out of being a keynote speaker into just launching and fine tuning and developing multiple online courses, which I will have pre-recorded courses, but also teach others live as well.
2: Awesome, Amy. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to
1: continue to watch your success.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you and we'll
1: talk soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace.
2: Hey, I wanna personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, Drop us a review and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com/chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A.com/chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.